so I really want to talk about the members and kind of talk because specifically with Stray Kids um the great thing about Stray Kids is that as a unit as an eight member unit they are strong but when you take away at least one of them it's not that the unit itself can't maintain it's just that it feels different you can feel the impact of one member gone or two members gone even if it's just an interview even if it's you know it's just like it's very interesting to see how that dynamic plays out and just like the way that like this eight people (laughs) group right is like they are tethered to each other in a way and they kind of feel complete when all of them are together but removing one it can make everything feel a bit incomplete and almost a little sad at times but at the same time when they do stuff individually you're like oh okay this person is super talented this person has this they have that like it's it's hard to wrap your head around the like (laughs) the dichotomy of how strong they are as a unit but then and how it feels off when one person is gone but individually they are so unique in themselves and it's like it just all comes together full circle in a really cool way um as far as like a group goes like we've seen plenty of uh groups and male groups over the past decade and we have all analyzed their uh their interactions and socializations with each other for years and what happened when those groups were not together anymore what happened after years together like we've seen that you know and so i can honestly say that nothing has quite felt like this you'll hear me say that a lot when it comes to stray kids that everything just Nothing has quite felt like Stray Kids. And that's a really good thing. You can just tell that they are 100% meant to be together as they are, as an eight-member group, right? So we're going to start with, um, we're going to go youngest to oldest because I know I will have probably the most to say about bang chan like i i just know i will i he's my alt but he's also just if we're talking about just like (laughs) you know the overarching arms you know the angel wings around this group it's it's chan so like i he has to go last or else i will it'll it'll seem too much so i am right i am or jongan who is the youngest often referred to as the Mothme. Um, I just, I have such a deep love and appreciation for Ayan. Um, I just, his voice is so unique. Um, Not necessarily just in K-pop, but just in general to me. I I don't think I've heard anyone who has a similar tone to Ayan, and it's just constantly crisp and clear. Uh, And one of the one of the best things about Ian to me is like I like seeing the growth and evolution of Ian um because it happens so naturally it's not 
something that's like forced like then no one force no one is forcing iron to evolve no one is forcing iron to grow up no one is you know it's it's happening naturally and the progression of pre-debut iron from their they have a survival show um I'm not going to talk about the survival show that much because honestly it makes me like it was very nice to watch but it also made me really sad um I'm, I'm glad that I know how it ends up <laughs> but um when I look back at the survival show and seeing how tense they all were and they were just kids and like I ugh, it's too much but my point is seeing pre-debut iron to seeing current iron which I want to say at this point I believe today is the day they actually fully wrapped up the no easy era of Stray Kids. They've wrapped up this comeback. So they're done with this comeback. So there is a lot I'm going to tackle. But like you see Iron from, let's see, Elevator, right? To one of the last performances for No Easy's comeback, uh, the Domino performance. That How is that the same person? But it's just like, it's the growth that Iron has experienced, just whether it's, you know, from his voice to his confidence on stage and off stage, um, the way he carries himself, there's just so much talent, you know, with Iron. And the thing about Iron is like, since he is the youngest, like we know that there's still so much to come from him. Um, like just so much more talent, so much more opportunity, so much more everything, you know, like I'm anticipating just Ian taking over the world. Like we've just, <laughs> like I, I remember watching uh, some of the kingdom performances with Ian and just, you know, I know like even like the behind the scenes of the kingdom stuff you see where they were kind of headed with letting Ian kind of you know do his thing like we were gonna get this like <laughs> Ian abs moment on stage during the uh gods do 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 like Felix did and I just think it's crazy that like we're here we're at that point obviously he didn't do it because of his outfit but he had on overall so he couldn't but like <laughs> it's just so funny and now it's like the ongoing joke about Ian and his abs and he's like I don't I don't look like that anymore I don't I don't work out it's like yes you do stop lying Ian like I just I love the progression of shy timid Ian funny baby face Ian to this Ian like I, I'm fascinated by it I think it's so cool I love Ian I just, I just think there's just so much to come from Ian as an artist. I know he's done um, a couple of, or maybe one or two, Skiz Records. I think that's what they're called. I, I always get Skiz Players and Skiz Records confused, which is, they are series on Strika's uh, group YouTube, on their, on, the, on their YouTube channel, where they put out, you know, music or performances that are just kind of subgroup or individual members and Ian has a couple that I can think off the top of my head like I said I'm still pretty new to this so I'm still pretty much a baby stay so I'm if I'm missing something I'm so sorry but yeah the, just off the top of my head I can think about that um but there are a couple of you know individual Ian 
moments there and just like gosh I'm just I'm so excited um to see what Ayan is going to do next and I just I I can't I can't stop saying it like that so yeah so next we're gonna move on to Sigmund um I oh my god so like let me let, let me back up because I'll go too far if I start talking about Sigmund recently Sigmund has like kind of been like a slight bias right there especially for this particular comeback um I'm dealing with this personally and privately so thoughts and prayers no <laughs> no I'm kidding no Sigmund has like one of my favorite voices um in k-pop as well um and after watching kingdom especially you can really see how much work he puts into his voice and the range that Sungmin has is just incredible like uh, I believe the performance from Kingdom I believe the song is called Love Poem with um, a couple of a couple of other idols from different groups and just the way that Sugman just carries just the me- like I, I don't ugh, his voice is so beautiful I know that there has been I think he just recently as of today or maybe it was yesterday I believe he's on um he's doing a solo thing for like um a k-drama's original soundtrack which is incredible he deserves it fully someone is just <sighs> I don't know similar to Ian, like the confidence that Sigmund has now compared to back then is interesting to watch like this evolution of Sigmund every and I would say people notice it from Sigmund far more than they notice it than I from Ian I feel like Ian's is just very um is paced well you know I feel like Sigmund was just like it one day it was just like okay it's here Sigmund is yeah (laughs) like you know what I mean like I feel like that seems to be the corresponding theme for Sigmund's like this like crazy like just airs to him that is so like it's very comfortable and confident with who he is and I feel like they all are are coming into that in different ways but I feel like if we have to be honest about who had it the most it was definitely Sigmund um I okay let me just say I would love to hear Sigmund do some R&B like heavy R&B just like with the runs and 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 just soulful I know he can do it and and I and I would love to just see how he adjusts his voice for it similar to that too we've also gotten some performances from he and Chan and I believe Han did it once with them so we got I believe it's two different performances of them doing covers of I want to say day six songs and we so we got that right it was the Sigmund Chan Han one and then we got a Chan and Sigmund one and I was just like oh my gosh like the the versatility because honestly a lot of times we only kind of hear him either sing by himself or we hear him sing with Ian or with Ian and Han right and so um, at least for their unit songs on the album, we heard that. And but hearing him sing with Chan, I I really would love to hear them do some like real like just some R and B. Like you know, I just think it would be really cool to hear and hear how they adjust to it and like really get in their bag because like I I I don't doubt it one bit that it could happen. Um, 
so <laughs> let's talk about like singing rapping like how good he is how even just him joking he kind of low-key outperformed a couple of uh the main rappers in the group in a joking manner but like like imagine if someone was like yeah i want to take this seriously <laughs> i want to be a rapper i want to be a part of rap line that would what would we do how would how would we deal with that besides just letting that happen i'm so here for it um but i just think it's so funny i i love singing i i really don't uh, i don't know i just i just think his voice is just irreplaceable in this group like i feel like when you think about the dynamics of stray kids i know a lot of people when they get into stray kids or if you see like reaction videos of straight to stray kids you'll see a lot of people point out the rap line very quickly, right? And I think it could be easy, it, it could be easy for Sigmund and Ian to get lost or drowned out by the rap line, but they, they really hold their own in this group. And um, I, I, I don't think Sigmund gets praised enough, you know, for it. Like, I know he is praised. Don't get me wrong. I know people definitely give Sigmund praise, but I, I think he deserves more. Like, he is the main vocalist of this group, and it shows, and I remember, I don't remember where it was, what interview it was, where he mentioned that he feels like he has to work the hardest to keep up with everyone else, and I'm just like, what is Sigmund talking about? Like, you are literally perfect like I, I do know he works hard and it's like but what are you like he's it was just so mind-boggling to me to hear someone even insinuate that he does not keep up with everyone else because the stage says different someone the stage says different you absolutely keep up with everyone else you sometimes you sometimes when, when someone is in the center I I don't know how to feel I just be like oh my gosh like this man this man he has it like it you know the whole group has it but like segment in the center it hits different it's very different segment in the center on the stage it hits different and i feel like if no one has told segment lately that he is incredible at what he's doing and he's doing a great job then i'm here to say it so yes <laughs> so i just want to say segment eats on stage okay like do not play with segment Next up, we have Felix or Yombok. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. I try, you will hear, I, I probably won't do it that much in this, but I definitely try to speak Korean <laughs> and I do it by mimicking what they say and how they say it, uh, but I do not think I'm good at it. So, but um, I do know, I think, how to pronounce Felix's Korean name, which is Yombok. Um, and it's a very cool name, like both ways, Felix and Yongbok are good names. So anyways, I like to call Felix the gateway idol of choice of this group. He kind of is like, how do I explain that Felix kind of like, <laughs> you, like for me, like I said, one of, he is one of the reasons I got into this group because people kept mentioning him in different things that I was watching and like um if someone even had a remotely deep voice then 
people be like, oh my god, you sound like Felix from Stray Kids. And I'm like, who is Felix from Stray Kids? And then I looked up Felix from Stray Kids, and I was like, oh, how cute. He's adorable. <laughs> I like his smile. He looks like a cat. And yeah. Alright, so you'll end up seeing like all these like TikTok compilations of Felix, whether it's his dancing, whether it's his voice, like he li- or his face, like literally everything. I know, literally, like was it? It was barely a month ago that Felix went viral on TikTok on the Stray Kids TikTok account for doing a dance. Like, Felix really, like, if you have ever wanted to see someone who has, like, big main character energy and doesn't, like, like, relish in it, like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, it's almost like he's oblivious to it, but I know he's not. Like, I know he's not. He's, like, really humble about it, I think. Which is nice. All of them actually are pretty humble. They don't really let all of this go to their heads. And I think that's what makes them very down to earth and very likable. Um, I just, I feel like it's, it could be really easy to get lost in your ego when millions of people are telling you that you're great every single day. Where if you need validation, you can just go to Twitter or you can go to YouTube or TikTok or um, Bubble, which is like a messaging app that stray kids uses through their company to kind of interact with fans um personally and so it could be really easy to get caught up in that and i don't think any of them do but specifically with felix i just feel like he doesn't even let let on that he knows and i think that is so funny (laughs) it's adorable actually like because in my opinion in my opinion felix Felix is kind of undermined a lot in K-pop, right? For different reasons, and none of them are valid. Um, He is so talented, and he's he's such a vital part of this group, and he's more than just a deep voice. Um, He's utilized so well in the music, and you can tell that there's a lot of thought and consideration that goes into how Felix is used within each song. And I know there used to be complaints that he only has a few lines and stuff, but then we also have to remember that Felix, Felix is Australian, he's Korean Australian, but he, as far as I know, he didn't know more than basic Korean and kind of had a little trouble when he first came to Korea as a trainee. So in real time, people essentially watch Felix learn Korean. And he has to not only learn Korean, but then he's rapping and singing in Korean. That would that would that would be hard for anybody. Um, so I I think that people do not take a lot of the intenseness that Felix probably had to go through, like the hardships that he had to go through, um, leading up to where he is now. But for me, like I am and Sigmund, but specifically kind of like I am, like the, like the evolution of Felix has been really smooth and like it's just kind of happened over time of just the comfort, comfortability um, of, and, and confidence of just like him on stage, him in the studio, him with his voice, him with his singing, him with his rapping, him with his personality, you know, with fans and stuff like he's always so sweet. He's so kind and a little shy, and I think that is so endearing. Um, And then I think about Kingdom specifically, and when this group was down one member 
Hungarian kingdom and how easy it could have been for them all to kind of lose the plot a little bit you know Felix really stepped up you know what I'm saying like and I will say it like this is that like is like in my opinion Hyunjin and I'll get to Hyunjin obviously but Hyunjin definitely is like when you think about Stray Kids visually and how they move like I visualize Hyunjin and just like (laughs) you know he's kind of he has this like really intense stage presence and when he was not there you see Felix really come into his own and kind of pick up what we didn't have and put on this heavy stage presence this intenseness like this is what I mean when I say main character energy if you want to talk about who's the main character of kingdom it was Lee Felix like it was him <laughs> like this group was but if we're being specific it was Felix Felix was just incredible everyone was fawning over Felix people who were not into k-pop who were just browsing and happened to come across kingdom you know were fawning over Felix celebrities western celebrities were fawning over Felix because of kingdom like understand that (laughs) that is a big deal you know what I mean that it's just I don't understand how you can undermine this man's talent and what he does and the fact that we're going to see so much growth from him and how we saw so much growth from him in this album as a whole and I think I I really believe that he knows that I think the group knows that I think Chan knows that you know as a producer as a songwriter three Rasha knows it like just everyone knows it (laughs) Um, I just think he's such a vital part of this group for more than just his deep voice, right? On the other hand, too, I also just want to say I do not take kindly to people speaking ill of Felix or Ayun or Sunny or this whole group, but those three specifically, but I, but particularly Felix, because I feel like Felix does not bother anybody. Felix does not press anybody. Felix minds his business. He does not give anyone a reason to be upset about anything people literally will just nitpick at him and i don't like it and i'm not above fighting over it i i really i'm really not i'm that (laughs) i'm that like protective of this group and i don't mean to be like mother hitting them but like leave them alone you know what i mean leave felix alone he doesn't bother anybody so all right so let's move on to Han, uh, Han, the best boy, Han, (laughs) like, oh my god, is there any other way to describe Han as anything other than, like, just the best boy, the best ace boy, um, the one that, uh, K-pop idols and fans alike should be terrified of since he's getting better and better and better (laughs) each day like uh, god he has one of my favorite flows just not even like not even in the confines of of k-pop in general like i i genuinely love the way the han raps i love his cadence i love the charisma i love how animated he is when he's on stage i love like 
I don't know. It's just so much to be said about Han and the talent that it missed from Han. Like, we could, yeah, like, we could sit and talk about his rapping all day. But then it's like, then you're doing a disservice to what he does vocally. Like, he sings. Like, the fact that Han is one of the people that will contribute, you know, a falsetto vocal to a song and can do it live. The fact that he did it during kingdom the fact that it's just like it would it would be such a disservice to not talk about it he's not even in the vocal line and that's not to discredit the vocal line because the vocal line is a fucking incredible like i've already mentioned but with han it's just like what can't you do like give everybody else a chance to catch up to you you know what i mean that's what i feel about han it's like, and the craziest thing is like you you see Han when he speaks and that he's just so funny and just so charismatic. And then he turns right around and he's like the most relatable person ever. He talks about, you know, um, he's, he's spoken about being like, uh, I believe, anxious and stuff around crowds. And that honestly is not that uncommon um, or unheard of with some uh performers i always find it really interesting um that people that have such uh crowd anxiety can get on stage and just command everyone's attention like i i really want to know what happens mentally when they do it like do you shut everything off what what happens but regardless that's not important (laughs) that's not what i'm talking about i just want to talk about how um Han is what we would describe as an ace or an all-arounder he kind of does everything he can do it all he's like I said he's a rapper he's a vocalist he's a great dancer um talk amongst yourselves but yeah Han is indeed a visual um I know (laughs) I know we don't like to reduce idols to their visuals but he gives a good visual like a great example of that is during the um, the Thunderous promotions, um, I believe he had a sty on his eye and he had to sit in, and wear an eye patch for 90% of the promotions. And like, sure, I'm sure it was like stylish choice and, you know, they worked together to figure out what he could do to be involved in promotions while also take care of his eye and keep it clean and safe. But like, everyone was like, what? this man has an eye patch on like you would watch people react to it or watch people talk about it or just see him and it's like yeah he looks really cool like it just honestly after a while it felt like it was meant to be part of the thunderous promotions he and his eye patch and how cool he looked and like it really just it the fact that it could just be added on to like the the charismatic personality that he has on stage like it only added to it it didn't take away from it and then he's doing all this while dancing these like you know you will watch a lot of dancers talk about stray kids choreography and they're like oh yeah they're doing simple steps but it's just really you know it's it's time well with the music and it's in step and it just is the musicality of it all. and I'm like yeah, yeah yeah okay whatever but he's doing this with one eye which means his balance is probably thrown off a little bit like for the average person who probably didn't take dance classes as a child at the very least 
the steps, yeah, they, you know, we can mimic them, but we're never going to be able to do it like them. And the fact that he, you know, had this issue with his eye and was still able to perform at tip top shape, like as well as he would have, you know, without the eye patch, as well as he did, um, you know, alongside his members, like, yeah, we, we're gonna, we're gonna give Han a pat on the back, a pat on the head, and some, some big applause for doing what he had to do during the Thunderous promotions. Oh, and I was talking about him being an ace. <laughs> no, let's, let's get back to him being an ace, and just how, like I said, he's a rapper, he's a vocalist, he's a great dancer, but then we also throw it back to three racha and how he's also part of this production unit that was established pre-debut for this group and like the thing about three racha and i love this so much because it hits me at random times especially if i just randomly uh play a song or something or just come across a song you'll listen to a three racha song and it's just fire right like you're like there's no reason that when they you know pre-debuted they sounded like this and then you turn around and you also think oh my god han was like 15 or 16 when they were recording this stuff and you're just like what like that's it's, it's almost unfair like but the fact that han han at 15 or 16 was at the level of a lot of just like debuted um seasoned idols already at the moment like the fact that that was where he was at when he was pre-debut and just a teenager versus how he is now this is why I said everyone needs to figure out how to catch up to Han you know what I'm saying I can think of a few other idol rappers like who really just have it and um, they, they have years on Han at this point, but he's so close to them as far as like talent goes, you know what I'm saying? And the reality is he's only going to get better. Um, and I also, I also wanted to, uh, mention something that I've heard Han say. I don't, and I, I can't always tell when Han is joking, but I feel like he was being pretty, like he, there was some truth to what he was saying. Um, I don't remember where it was from, what video it was from, God bless if you can find it, but there was a video, I don't know if it was like an interview or like a variety show or what, but where he was talking about how he loves Southern rap. And Southern rap is, you have to understand something, Southern rap is very important to rap music. Um, Southern rap is what gave us Outkast, it's what gave us um UGK you know Bumby and it gave us so many Atlanta Houston Florida slash Miami Memphis Tennessee Kentucky like it, it doesn't matter like it gave us all of that Mississippi it gave us those type of rappers and that is such a particular style and the crazy part about it is Han's cadence matches that he matches southern rap cadence a lot of the times and that is i think that's why so many people when they react to stray kids like a god's menu or a thunderous they tend to pause the second after the second after han stops rapping because it sounds very familiar the problem that or 
the thing that isn't familiar about it is the fact that his cadence is what it is, but he's speaking in Korean. You are speaking in Korean with a Southern rap cadence. Sir, who are you? Where did you come from? Are you kidding me? That is incredible. That is incredible. Like, I, I really can never get over it. So I, I just feel like, for me, for me, a good a good example of this. When I listen to um, Hans Skiz record, uh, the song, I Got It. I recommend if you are not, you know, you have, you have no idea who Stray Kids are, you're like, girl, what what is this? You know, I recommend go look up Han, H-A-N, I got it. And you will see Han with a red background or a red album cover style artwork or whatever and listen to it. And you will understand exactly what I'm saying. When I first heard that, I was like, you know what? You can just tell when someone has researched their craft and you can hear it so well with Han. You can just tell that he's like taking his time to like just like taking his time to craft his flow and and to make it fit his voice in such a way that is so recognizable in k-pop music um whether or not it was intentional or not i really believe that's that's what he what he did i i have no other choice but to believe it but yeah, so that's, I mean, I keep going about Han, but you have to understand that I have to talk about Changbin, I have to talk about Chan, as far as how they all come together as this trio producing unit that is just immaculate. And I also hope to do a three Racha episode one day in the future as well. So I really don't want to go too far into like you know, gushing over how much I love Han and how incredible he is, but understand that the love for Han Ji-sung is very high around these parts, okay? He really, he's really going to be a problem for a lot of you. I would be scared because he's only getting better. If you don't like this group and you don't like this boy, you don't like what he does, you know, maybe you have your own issues with how he is in music or you just have a problem with their music in general i have some very bad news for you that this group that this group with this boy you should be scared you should be scared of his evolution you should be scared of his growth let's move on i already mentioned that hyunjin had kind of like a rough start to this year obviously i wasn't even a fan at the time but i do know what happened and i know how it affected the group but we're not going to talk about that. We're here to talk about what happened after Hyunjin came back as far as the noisy era, right? And so a lot of people would say that Hyunjin came back with something to prove. I would say he didn't come back with something to prove. He, he came back with something to say, something to kind of remind everybody of what he can and what he can't do since he didn't get to do it during Kingdom. And so... I just, I, <laughs> I think it is pretty fair to say that Hyunjin, if you want to call him an it boy, you want to call him the fourth gen it boy, you want to call him whatever, I think it's fair to say that. I think it's very valid to say that. I think a lot of people get into this group via Felix and via Hyunjin, whether it's through TikTok, whether it's through YouTube, whether it's through Twitter. It is hard 
to I guess escape them specifically Hyunjin though however I wanted to point this all out not to say that Hyunjin is just his face he's just his body he's just any of the aesthetics that he has but it is important to say that it's a part of his personality it's a part of his stage character it's a start it's a part of his stage presence he is probably one of the most charismatic people on stage I've ever seen he has a whole personality that just seems to turn on when he's on stage but he's always kind of been that way as far as I can tell like even when it comes to like uh like, if you watch the survival show, you'll kind of see that people were really excited for Hyunjin to debut. Like, it, <laughs> like he's had fans since the start. He's had admirers since the start. And I, I really love, uh, I really love that Hyunjin very much works hard, though. It's like, he knows that he could kind of glide by if he wanted to, but he doesn't. He really puts in the effort. He really puts in the work he really wants you to know that he has it all that he can do it all and that frankly you're not going to get to say that he's just a pretty face and I think on this particular album we see we see this type of growth in Hyunjin that is like how do I even explain it's like the way that it's it's, it's a maturity that we see from Hyunjin we see a maturity in his raps we see that he's vocally maturing as well whether it's through falsettos whether it's through there's one song on the album uh I won't say which one it is just yet but there's one song on the album that when I heard it I thought it was Sugman singing and when I saw them perform it live it was Hyunjin and I was like oh okay like it was so satisfying to see that it was actually him or to even just be surprised that it was him. So I just I, I just think that he's, I don't know. <laughs> I love the way he's being used in the music, especially on this album, and how we can see that Hyunjin is turning into this heavy hitter as far as the rap line goes. Like, the, the reality is it can be really easy to be trampled over, um, by Chongbin, by Han, even by Felix at times. And Hyunjin has this kind of like beautiful melodic, um, it almost reminds me of like the staccato flow, right? If you are unfamiliar with staccato flow, think of the way that Beyonce rap sings, think of the way that Drake rap sings when he does do it. He can rap too, obviously, but specifically just that type of flow when it comes to that. like he's singing but he's rapping at the same time but he can do either or he can rap he can sing but he also does a very melodic type of thing in the music and I think that's really cool and I think it's uh it really it really uh focuses in on like that raspy breathiness to his voice that like he kind of has like this like whispery purish tone to his voice sometimes especially when he's doing music, especially when he's rapping. So, and even when he's speaking, like you can kind of hear it, it depending on, <laughs> I guess it's depending on the way that he speaks, but for the most part, you can definitely hear it when he's rapping. Like, uh, like on Domino, you can hear it really well, that like that kind of melodic rapping thing. It definitely is like, one thing the strike is really is good at is um, 
kind of showing you this versatility and kind of showing you this like uh like they really show you like these like the dimensions like it's like texture it's layers and it kind of is like oh well you know if jisung is going to come in super smooth and chongbin is going to come in super hard okay well here's hyunjin coming in writing a melody like what <laughs> like they're really good at showcasing that in their music just kind of like playing with speeds playing with the you know like i said different textures of sounds it's not something that she really paid that much attention to but it's very satisfying to the ear and i think that hyunjin is kind of he can kind of be the glue that holds us together like specifically if you look back at a lot of um a lot of their older uh like singles right you can kind of hear that hyunjin kind of plays this almost like he's like a bridge from chombin to jisung a lot of the times you know what i'm saying but then when we go back to like um in life which i'm going to do a whole separate episode on it you can hear that hyunjin has the capability to do a back and forth and when he my favorite Hyunjin back and forth is the one he does with Felix and Phobia it is so good it's one of my favorite things ever and I hope that we get more of it you know in the future just that kind of he's able to he's able to play in the ring and do the same things that Han and Changbin do because we see them play off of each other a lot too and so to see he and Felix be able to do it, but then he also in turn can play off of Chan as well is really crazy. And it just really shows the limit is non-existent <laughs> when it comes to his talent. Um, we could talk about what he does on stage all day. I don't I don't feel like I have to really explain that for him. You, you have Google, you have YouTube, you can go see it for yourself. I would recommend you go find it or you go look for it if you can go look up Hyunjin um uh Psycho fan cam go look up any other stray kids dance practices just look up any Hyunjin dance practice and you will see what he does I don't have to explain that to you what he does on stage so as far as I'm concerned Hyunjin is such a major player in his generation of k-pop this whole group is but as far as being like like having every single box ticked off it it's kind of it's 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 hyunjin right it's him sorry if you thought it was anybody else (laughs) i really i really believe that so all right let's move on to chongbin and i just i honestly i feel like I feel like it's fair to say most people would associate like that grittiness and the loudness of Stray Kids to Chongbin, like that specific sound. Like I, th- I think it's why he started off uh, thunderous. I think it's you know like let's call it what it is, right? Like he is that sound. He is machine gun rap. He is fast. He's gritty. He's dark. He's all of the things and he really a lot of times he's just like vocally he's kind of a standout for a lot of people especially like hip-hop fans right he and Han kind of draw in that crowd so much and um it's just like 
it's just that spitfire rap that everyone like associates with aggressiveness and stuff but then like in my personal opinion it's like if Felix doesn't get you in then it's chomping and we can say and this is how I like to think about uh Stray Kids' <laughs> Stray Kids' Stray Kids rap line where Han is like a snare drum, Hyunjin is like a purr, Felix is like a bass, but Changbin is literally like someone unloading a machine gun clip. Like he is, I, I, I cannot think of too many other K-pop idols who can do what he does. Like, I just, I just, I don't hear it anywhere else. I don't hear anyone who sounds like him anywhere else in K-pop. So I think it's fair to say that he is just one of a kind. And, um, and like everyone else in this group, like the duality of Chanbin is, is really impeccable. It's really unmatched. He has this like kind of boasty charismaticness, charismatic, <laughs> charismaticness, charisma, uh, to his flow that I really enjoy and I like I appreciate that it's versatile enough to fit on songs like Domino and then like also fit on a song like Mixtape O like the fact that he has this type of aggressiveness to his tone and this grit to his tone but then like on a song like Mixtape O he can soften it you know it, it, it's, it's really interesting to see but then like he softens it but he never loses what that sound is like you like do you know what I mean like it's hard to do that it's hard to soften aggressiveness (laughs) and he manages to do that so well and like I know there are a lot of jokes between fans between people who don't like them and even between the group itself about Chambin's tone where they like mock the way that he sounds when he speaks or when he raps and it's nasally and uh you know (laughs) but I think I think it really adds on to the fact that he is that unique that people want to emulate it because it's so he it's again it's just not something you hear that often and honestly I love that he embraces it so much I love that he does not care how anybody feels about it he really zeroes in on the fact that he knows that he's good and he knows what he's capable of and he knows what his group is capable of and he knows what they all do together and he he's not embarrassed by it why would he be you know but he's not like no matter what anyone has to say about it he's not embarrassed about it and I just think that like at the same time we know that Chambin wrote sorry I love you on this album and it's like (laughs) like we know that he has the capability to write these darker um type of songs from the past but then even this one it's not necessarily dark but it is pretty sad and I just think that as a writer Chomin really he really knows how to pinpoint a very niche emotion um, which is not easy. It's not easy to do. Hello, no easy. <laughs> but yeah, he knows how to do that, and it's so good. But I just, 
specifically with Chandan though, I wanted to mention this when I was speaking about Han and how well they play off of each other rap wise. Like in my opinion, do you know how like you know how hard it is to find like someone who matches your energy but in their own way? They are such a like the chemistry between them as a duo is really untouched. Like they really could take this on the road and just do it by themselves but they don't you know and it's fine but I just I always think it's really interesting how as far as stray kids goes when Chan is picking his stray kids you know and he picks Han and he picks Chanbin and he's like you know these are the two people like is how do you see talent like that so early you know what I'm saying, so early on, but then it's like, or how do you get so lucky for talent like that, twice, to come across, like, for you to come across them twice, and then you manage to create music that just encompasses what they are, sound-wise, and then you build this whole expansive sound verse (laughs) around these two people and then you branch out and you keep pulling in more and more people for this group you pull in more and more stray kids and you've built this incredible sound verse that the music it complements their voices in a way that probably wouldn't have happened if they were in other groups and I, I've heard people say this before that um that they think the Chomban would be really good on like a drill beat and I agree I think he would be really great on it in fact I think I think it's almost an atrocity it's it's awful that no drill rappers have gotten in contact <laughs> as far as we know with Chomban to collaborate why why have you not Chan if you're listening to this I think it would be good to put Chomit on a drill beat or to reach out to some drill rappers and try to get him to collaborate. I mean, try to get them to collaborate with Chomit or if Chomit even wants to. But I just think the versatility for Chomit is incredible. And just the fact that he and Han play off so well together and then you add Chan to the mix, Chan will give you just R&B and then Han is going to come back in with some singing and some rapping and they just as a trio it just it somehow three Racha still manages to kind of be this standalone entity in k-pop and i i really am just fascinated by them and i'm and i'm excited to see what they continue to do in the future um as far as a production team like we see what chompin does as far as like guiding people in the studio we've seen that plenty of times you know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> like, we have to give credit where it's due. Um, I almost, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Chomin is the one who helped Hyunjin get his pronunciation together when it came to rapping, helped him with his flow. I don't know who helped Lino, if anyone did, or if, it, if Lino just got to it naturally, but I have a feeling that Chomin kind of helped most of this group as far as, like, the rappers go if you know like kind of getting it together I just and another thing I love about Chomin is how much it's like when he talks about Han or when they talk about each other 
and they're just like, you know, I don't remember which one of them said that they thought the other one would, would be bad, but then they ended up being really good. And then like, they kind of just throw compliments back and forth. Like the chemistry they have together as rappers, as a duo is my favorite thing. <laughs> it's just, it's adorable. But then I just, again, like the, as far as stage presence goes, one of my favorite things to do on YouTube is look up like the duality videos of like Chambin and like how he can just be so intimidating on stage. His presence is so loud on a stage. That is not easy to do. That's not easy to do. Like <laughs> it's so loud. It's so in your face and he doesn't it's before he even says a word. So Anyways, you already know what I'm going to say. I, I think Chomin is so important to K-pop as well. And when I get to Chan, I have something else to say about him. I mean, to say about Chomin as well and Three Rasha as a whole. But um, yeah, I do want to say just in general, I really do appreciate the rap line of Stray Kids so much. All of them bring something completely different to the table in every single song and have their own very distinct styles of doing things and of course the duality of being able to rap to sing and usually doing all of this with lightning fast choreography on stage live <laughs> um like as fast as this rap line can go with their flows it's like like <laughs> hello <laughs> like the reality is those mics are always on and they're on for every single person all eight of them but specifically when we're talking about the rap line, do not get it messed up about what they do live. I think the best example of this recently is the Domino stage. And just, I mean, we could talk about the Thunder stage all day too, but I think Domino stage is the perfect example of how fast they rap, how fast they dance, and they're doing it live. So. All right, up next is Lino. I know, you know. Lino. <laughs> uh, so for me, the talent that Lino has is so, it's so interesting because like, if you haven't watched the survival show, um, and I won't spoil it for you, even though it was spoiled for me, um, but the growth and like the driving force behind Lino is super amazing. I feel like he's one of those people that when someone like doubts them, it doesn't take like long for him to prove that person wrong and on top of that he won't let you forget it like he won't let you forget that you doubted him at all um <laughs> and so on the no easy album i really feel like we get to see the expansiveness of lino's talents as far as singing as far as rapping um i feel like I don't know if I've said this already just in general, but I don't know if I've said this already, but one thing about Stray Kids that we see on this album is how comfortable they are and how comfortable they are making music, how comfortable they are performing music, how comfortable they are with their parts in this group, right? And how comfortable they are trying new things in this group and how comfortable they are evolving in this group. Like, 
it almost feels like to be a part of Stray Kids, you have to be able to evolve and you have to be able to grow from what you did last time. So with Lino, we see this expansion happening. Like, it, it's not that it happened rapidly, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, to me, when I think about Lino, I think about how technical he is when it comes to dancing, but then also how, like, he makes it look like it's so easy like he makes it look like he's just kind of you know he's just there and he's just letting his body do what it does but the reality is there's a lot of hard work that is put behind what Lino does and we saw that specifically with Kingdom with how sharp he is when it comes to like correcting mistakes not only in himself but in other members so much as like even with Chan, right? Like he's he's comfortable enough with looking at Chan and being like, "You did that wrong," and he also manages to do that when it comes to singing and rapping. One of the things I really liked about Kingdom and seeing the behind the scenes, I don't remember which exact song it was, but there was, um, or maybe it was even the behind the scenes of No Easy. It was one of these behind the scenes but um it was Lino was um in the booth about to sing his part for whatever song and Chan is on the outside um and and what we see is that it's like he goes in he hears what he's he hears like the guide or whatever and then he just does it perfectly and he's so proud of himself he's able to mimic movement he's able to mimic vocals and rap and stuff like that very quickly um kind of playing it by ear if we're being real playing it by ear playing it by eye he's such a technical person so when we see him like rapping on this album and we're coming if we're we're looking back at elevator specifically versus what he does on this album we can see this this crazy growth in him like there's a new confidence in Lino like Lino singing in this very stable falsetto now he like he can pretty much go toe-to-toe with a rap line I think I I don't know I, I never hear people call Lino an ace but I feel like he's kind of approaching that in fact I would argue this whole group could be a whole group of aces if like if some of them were like okay well I just I, I, I've already got this part of me down then I want to move on to the next but some of some people in this group play multiple roles um and they don't necessarily fixate on one part and I feel like Lino is starting to do that where he's just getting better and of course we have MC Lino which is really fun to watch too and just seeing how how good he is at being an idol I don't know if that's the right way to say that but I feel like it is and yeah I just I I love how much space that Lino takes up on this album um and I really hope that in the future we'll get more Skiz records of him singing and doing you know fun songs like the song with Chan Drive it is so fun it feels so mature but so fun at the same time and I just kind of hope that we get to see more of that side of Lino um in the future you know not just like on albums and stuff but actually you know just really putting his hand in different pots as far as this group goes and what he's capable of 
Okay, I finally want to talk about Chan or Bang Chan, Chani, Chris, Christopher. <laughs> However, you see Chan as, you know, best leader Bang Chan. The mic is always on Bang Chan, you know, the the usuals. Um, but no, for real, I do want to talk about Chan. He is in fact my alt in this group and so if it does sound a little biased I'm not really going to apologize for that but I feel like a lot of the praise that we're going to give Chan or even just talk about Chan (laughs) like a lot of the praise honestly is just facts but then at the same time like it's just it has to be said so I want to start with his producing and first I really want to get into the production aspect of Bang Chan and just kind of talk about what this means because the production aspect of or the self-produced aspect of Stray Kids is a really high selling point for a lot of people and I think is one of the reasons like that I was so drawn in I'm not gonna lie it's nice to know that in an industry like k-pop that there is a group who is hmm how do I put this they it's a group who are willing to bet on themselves if that makes sense like they really take risk and you can tell that they take risks because they are the ones who are making the music there are plenty of people who will complain about the music that they make but at the end of the day like no one can say that it's not them no one can say that every aspect of what they're doing is not inherently stray kids or is not inherently three racha or is not inherently chan right and so one of the coolest things about chan if you did not know i would (laughs) i would tell you to head on over to google um but chan is the most credited fourth generation idol on Komka, I believe that's what it's called, and I believe that is a chart that details every single writing credit. I feel like, you know, some people like to be like, oh, that's not a flex, but it really is, right? But I think the biggest flex, though, is that I think Komka is just writing credits. It's not even his production credits. It's not even his composition credits. It's not even his um, a new engineering credit, I believe, from um, this particular album. And then on top of that, if you, if you are a fan of this group, you will notice that Chan's number goes up almost every few weeks. He is constantly, constantly working. If that, like, and then, and then, <laughs> the beautiful thing about this, if I'm not mistaken number two and number three or at least in you know i i think it might be chongbin and han so the whole production unit of stray kids are on Comka together at the top three so i just have to like go check for myself just to just to see if it updated any and i believe it actually has updated and I think at the time of recording this, God, I might be already wrong again, but I think at the time of recording this, Chan has 104 Comca credits. Um, 
which is crazy. So Kanka is the um, Korean Copyright Association for music. So yes, <laughs> let's just, just in case you were unclear and I'm sounding like I'm saying something just out of nowhere. So that is what that means. Um, all the Stray Kids are on this list, but like I said, Chan is number one as far as fourth generation which is a big deal but like I said it just comes to show like that he really writes his own stuff he produces his own stuff he composes his own stuff he arranges his own stuff like <laughs> and so then him even getting into engineering is just it's so admirable just to see someone like just further their craft like I, I don't doubt in my head like it it never would cross my mind to think oh Chan is never you know after you know once he's a little older or whatever he won't be a producer yeah he will <laughs> like I think that's fair to say I think we can all say that he's going to be a producer songwriter probably one of the biggest in the world at this point I I, I just I, I don't see it happening any other way I think it's very clear that he loves doing this and like so when you're making the music you're writing the music you're producing the music you're doing everything it reflects on the music and we can hear that like we can we can hear that when the group like I've already mentioned through every other member that each person has a particular sound they all sound very different, all sound very unique, and yet the music is catered to their voices. A lot of times you'll hear, and this is no like, this is no shade, this is no diss at any other K-pop groups. I, I like a lot of other K-pop groups, and you know, I'm getting slowly into other groups. But <laughs> there are times where you can hear when a track is is besting a group you know what i mean when the track is outdoing the group when the when the track is overpowering a group when the track is running a group if you know what i mean like where it just it, it means nothing like i <laughs> we're just listening to an instrumental at this point and you attempting to do something you know with it but it doesn't it doesn't fit with stray kids it's a little different though Actually, it's a lot different because the music is fully made with their voices in mind, with their flows in mind, with their cadence in mind, with their pronunciation in mind. You know what I mean? With the choreography in mind, with the musicality that goes with the choreography in mind. Like, I want to be like, it's just it's amazing to me. I graduated from a university that had a very big music program. I was a journalism major, but we would often get, um, you know, in courses with other, uh, with like music majors and other media-esque majors because we were all like, you know, going towards the entertainment field. The way that Chan is, the ear that he has for music he always talks about how sensitive his ears are i can relate to that but i'm not a musician but he's always about how sensitive his ears are and stuff and 
if you watch any of his V-Lives or he's listening to a song he's never heard or anything like that, you'll kind of see the gears ticking in his head as you watch him listen to this new song. And you can see him picking up every single aspect of the production of that song and what's going on. And I just think that's so cool. That's a cool thing to see. And I really hope people are taking in what you're seeing because that shit is so cool. And so going to school with people like that, I know people like that who are in classes with me, it took them years, years to develop that skill. And they developed it in school. They developed it through classrooms and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's clear and we know that he didn't do that. We know that it's natural for him. It's self-learned, it's self-taught, and obviously just kind of by shadowing over others. And I think to be able to have this type of ear, I would trust Chan, I would trust Chan's ears <laughs> over my own. That's how good his ear is. The next thing I want to talk about is Chan, the vocalist. And I won't say that that's like initially what drew me in, I'll be honest. Like I said, I think the production aspect is what drew me in. But, but <laughs> once I got past like God's Menu and Backdoor and I started getting into deeper cuts, like B-side cuts and um, like from like the I Am You era, I think that's what, I Am You was a big one actually. I hate talk all day about this song. <laughs> I am you, insomnia, MIA. Ugh, I wish I was a fan during that time because those are some of my favorite Stray Kids songs. Um, but, but in particular though, what really sold Chan as a vocalist for me is watching old V Lives where he was just listening to R and B and he would like sing R and B. He harmonized with the song. There are like four or five different. <laughs> um clipped pieces from uh or different clipped videos from different v lives over the years of him singing or listening to best part by her i <laughs> i'm be real that it shook me to my core i i don't know why i can't even listen to that song the same way anymore because i'm just like oh my god i could just hear chan's harmonies in my head but personally I would love to hear more R&B Chan, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I love to hear more R&B Chan. I knew Chan was different. I knew Chan was different, not because of him singing best part, but because I heard him singing and listening to Neo Soul. Girl, who? I was like, where, <laughs> where did he learn this? Where did he get Neo Soul from? Eric Benet? Sir. Are you kidding me? I won't even talk about it. It's several Eric Benet songs. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. You know which song I'm talking about. You know which song I'm talking about that sent me. I was like, what? <laughs> but my point is, he just, I want to hear more of it. It doesn't even have to be like on a on an album. It could just be a skiz record. I know, um, isn't it, it's Hate to Admit It? I think that's what it's called. His hate to, I think it's called Hate to Admit It. I Hate to Admit It. The Skiz record that he did is very, it's very sad, but it's beautiful. Um, but even that, as beautiful as it is, I still feel like he was holding back. 
and maybe it was just more poppy popish I want Chan singing like he did a, a him Han and Sugman did a cover together of a day six song I think and then him and Sugman did a, another cover to a day six song but my point is I'll be honest I don't listen to a lot of day six I know they are a little bit more rocky but even just them singing together it sounded very uh soulful and I and I've said this before I think I said this during Sigmund's part I would love to hear both of them sing more soulful songs more R&B style songs um even just like I said just for fun like I'm, I'm so for it speaking of two um I also would love to hear rapper Chan again like fully what am I and I think it's so funny because like to me like as someone who like grew up on rap music and stuff like that I know it could sound awkward with his Australian accent and I think that is what sometimes throws people off when it comes to his rapping because like in comparison to everyone else in the group minus Felix I'll get to him in a second but compared to every other rapper in the group he has such a thick Australian accent when he raps in English not so much when he raps in Korean so I don't know why we don't have that no more I'm just saying <laughs> but I, I kind of like it I think it gives character I think it's cute I think it um oftentimes I think it like lightens the mood now c- could he go darker sure sure and this is why I said except for Felix because Felix I think Felix used to have this problem and, uh, and here's it's not to say that Chan has this problem still because we don't really hear it but Felix like <laughs> I think his voice the deep voice like masks a lot of like that Australian like the the dialect a little bit which is really funny um when he raps in English you can hear it in surfing though so I mean it is what it is like I said I think it's I think Australian accents in that aspect are just really like they're really fun and they're cute and they're kind of whimsical which I <laughs> I don't know I like it I, I do hope that we get to hear rapper Chani again in the future if he would allow us to um and then also I also want to talk about something that is a little more like less music based and more just like him being a good leader of this group and being able to take his role very seriously so I think a lot of times we also forget that we also forget that Chan is in he always talks about how busy he is and we know that he's busy recording he's busy doing fan meetings he's busy you know doing the everything that the group does but then he's also taking it a step further and I would assume that he's also sitting in on bigger meetings that kind of you know from a business aspect of this group because I feel like he has to considering how hands-on this group is it actually would be weird if he wasn't right so that's kind of how I see it and so 
I think this is also why with every new project we see more and more credits not only from Chan but the other members like every member in this group has uh is accredited for these for these songs and I think a lot of that I think a lot of that comes from the fact of how selfless Chan is and how he doesn't have like a selfish bone in his body as far as this group goes I don't know him personally so I don't really know but as far as this group goes from what we see he's not selfish at all he wants the team to win I think a good way to look at Chan is he kind of moves with this attitude of like if the team doesn't win then Chan doesn't win so when I was watching the survival show there was a moment when JYP told Chan to be selfish on stage when he was like in the front or in the center and I was like I mean yeah like he could do that but like you could kind of see it on his face that like he didn't really want to do it that way I just didn't think he wanted to be selfish until he could like see that the whole team could be selfish like Chan was a trainee for what seven or eight years in comparison to a lot of the people in his group who were trainees for you know what one to three years I believe that's usually what it is and so seven years is a long time seven years is a long time to see a lot of people come and go seven years is a long time to get skills that are very polished and set is why I think that Chan has some of the most stable k-pop vocals I've ever heard live it is why Chan makes sure that you know that his mic is always on when he's live I was um re-watching some uh I was re-watching a encore stage for um one of the music shows during their Thunders promotions and there's a part where <laughs> during this encore, he's he sings and we're singing live. And I was like, did who is doubting that they're singing live? Like, yeah, there's a backing track, you know, obviously because they're dancing super hard. But like, you can hear them. We can hear them. Everyone with the head mic, everyone with the hand mic. We can hear them. The mics are on. The mics are always on. The mics are on for all eight. We can hear them giggling during shows. They were literally just at the Fat Music Awards. And uh, Changbin did uh, one of his infamous uh, Lino ad-libs. And everyone started laughing. Especially Hyunjin in the middle of an award show. These boys are singing live. So let's, let's never get that twisted. But yeah, I think that that is a good example of Chan probably leading by example as a leader. I think Chan, the version of Chan as he is now is, and probably in the future as well, but right now we're talking about present time. Chan as he is now is probably the most inspirational person to his other members he really as far as a performer I, I honestly would say he's damn near next to perfect he's a good dancer a fantastic dancer he's a great center 
like i was just watching the scars music video i am going to talk about scars i think either in the bonus episode or at the end of this one i'm not sure yet but in the scars music video he's center when he does get to be center he's perfect when he's not center he's still kind of like foundational to what is happening on stage he does ad-libs live on stage three rachi in general do ad-libs live on stage if you saw kingdom and you saw the um the performances or the videos where they show the performances and they show the members running back and forth to get to different parts of the set he's probably the one who's running the most having to do the most and so then on top of that and and let me just say this i was thinking about this last night when i was watching i like i try to prep for this in a way where my head is kind of full <laughs> of uh the knowledge of whatever artist i'm talking about and i was watching a few different dance practices dance practices i've seen and it really hit me that like stray kids really are like stuntmen right like they're constantly being flung in the air chan is constantly being held upside down they turn backflips on stage and sync with the music um people are constantly being lifted up they're constantly carrying each other um doing high jumps jumping over each other spin kicks i <laughs> just everything I they're stuntmen and so I think for me when I look at Chan and I see that he really puts his all into this there was another performance I watched where he I think it was from KCON of KCON from this summer before it was like right before Hyunjin came back maybe I think I don't know it's one of them where he was like hurt or something and he just kept going like you (laughs) you really can't ask for someone better to lead a group like this and i and i just feel like i admire the hell out of this guy like i think about myself at like 20 24 25 and i'm like what was i doing i mean obviously i know what i was doing i was it was fine i wasn't leading a k-pop group but i also it was like and so I, my responsibilities are clearly different, but to be so mature, to be so selfless, to be so far away from your family for such a long time, to be so responsible, and not only responsible for yourself, but responsible for this group, to constantly have people critique every single thing that you do everything i literally literally the other day this exact week literally i saw literally saw people critiquing him about a phone case what (laughs) like leave him alone like if you thought i would fight for ian and Felix, you are not prepared for how I will go off on you about Chan. He really doesn't bother anybody. Sure, he's had his faults, but as long as he's willing to learn 
and do better and his actions are better, which they seem to be, I don't have any problem with Chan. There's not a lot that anybody could say to me to change my mind about Chan. I don't see myself as like a quote unquote stan anymore for anything. <laughs> I will call myself a stay. That is really it as far as like that was the last fan thing I will associate myself with, I think. Anywhere else, I'm pretty casual. But I do really like this group. And I, I just, I have my own opinions as a black woman. I have my own thoughts and feelings about the things that Jan has done in the past. I don't think it makes him a bad person, though. He's, in my opinion, he has seemingly learned very well from his mistakes. And he seems to continue to be better. But I do think that some of the stuff that people nitpick and, and nag over him for are just, honestly, they're just stupid. And it just seems like you're just picking a fight, whether that is people who are stays or people who are not stays. It's weird. It's weird. Leave him alone. <laughs> but what I will say about Chan, specifically, like, as far as, like, for real, this K-pop stuff goes, to... The fact that this group has progressed so far in such a short amount of time, like they have it. There is an it factor with this group, period. Like, yeah, I could do a whole episode on Chan alone, but like this group, <laughs> to be able to be led by someone who honestly i don't think he's hit his peak yet in his career which is terrifying i would be terrified if any of these men were my peers if i was a fourth gen idol and even if i was friends with all of them which i'm sure they all are i would be scared i would be like what are we doing what are we doing because like when i was doing um a bit of last minute research like (laughs) aka watching some more of Chan's V-Lives that I tend to miss sometimes because of the time. Um, But I looked at one where he was talking about the album and he says something that struck me and it really can go for any industry, but he says something that really struck me and probably will always sit with me. And it's not something I haven't heard before, but it was nice to hear it from someone I actually really admire. And um, someone had said to him, I think something along the lines of like you know it's you know we love how hard you guys work we appreciate it blah 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 and he was like oh it's not hard work we're just we're just making sounds and having fun and I was like oh my god yes that's it because that reflects in the music when you're having fun in the process of whatever it is that you're doing the outcome is always going to reflect that and I kind of, I, I really hope he keeps that attitude forever about what he's doing. It's not, like, <laughs> I feel like I have to stop talking about Chan, though. Because I want to actually move on to the music. But I <laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself. I feel like I've already done it. But, yeah, so that is what I have to say about Chan. I just think he's so admirable. And I think he's underappreciated. Even if it feels like we are all constantly praising him. I think a lot of time we are constantly praising him to make sure that it drowns out a lot of the negative stuff that people say about this group and him. So he deserves all that praise. And I personally am going to keep doing that. 